Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's check out some of the highlights from Volume 25, Issue 33, dated August 15th. From our feature page, Forest Service Streamlining Prompts Questions. Less Analysis, Less Public Input for Projects? By Hillary Corrigan. The U.S. Forest Service wants to change the way it evaluates the environmental effects from certain projects on federal land, a move that environmental leaders warn would violate both the letter and the spirit of the law and put everyone involved in court. The federal agency has proposed changing its own rules that it uses to comply with the National Environmental Policy Act as a way to speed up projects that, it argues, would not have significant environmental impacts. Organizations in Oregon and elsewhere see the move and its possible ramifications very differently. Specifically, these changes would create loopholes that could vastly increase the amount of logging and mining on public land, while keeping the public in the dark and eliminating science-based reviews. Chandra Legue, Western Oregon Field Coordinator with Oregon Wild, wrote in an action alert for the nonprofit. In my nearly 16 years with Oregon Wild, I've seen very few scarier proposals. The first major environmental law in the U.S., NEPA requires federal agencies to assess the environmental effects of their proposed actions before making decisions. The Council on Environmental Quality, created with the signing of NEPA in 1970, calls NEPA our basic national charter for protection of the environment. It sets policy and goals and ways to carry them out, the Council's website states, and it set a bold new vision for America. The law acknowledged decades of environmental neglect, that had degraded the nation's landscape and damaged the human environment, the Council notes. The so-called NEPA process implements NEPA's policies. Under NEPA, there are three levels of analysis, categorical exclusion, environmental assessment, and environmental impact statement. Agencies complete reviews of projects based on the potential for significant environmental effects. Those without any fall into the categorical exclusion category. Those where it's uncertain get an environmental assessment. Those with significant environmental effects need a full environmental impact statement that involves a lengthier process. From our Smoke Signals column, opt out a foot. Deschutes County plans to add a measure to the 2020 ballot, asking residents to weigh in on future marijuana growing operations. By Jeremy Dickman. In making a decision during its August 8th Deschutes County Board meeting to opt out of allowing further marijuana business applications, commissioners have ensured that the country mouse-city mouse fight over cannabis farms will go through the 2020 election, and perhaps beyond. If you haven't been closely following the county's marijuana soap opera, here's a refresher. Deschutes County rewrote some of the time, place, and manner rules for rural marijuana businesses last fall. Several industry members and groups, along with the Deschutes County Farm Bureau, appealed these amendments to the Oregon Land Use Board of Appeals, claiming they were unreasonable and unconstitutional. In response, the county notified Luba that it planned to withdraw the amendments and stay the proceedings pending further deliberations at the county level. The board then held a public meeting, in which they took comment over the three paths forward. One, withdraw the amendments entirely. Two, 
make changes to the amendments, or 3. Press on with the amendments intact and fight at Luba. During that raucous public hearing on July 3rd, dozens of rural residents showed up in force and didn't care to discuss the text amendments. They wore t-shirts and carried signs demanding that the county opt out of the marijuana business entirely. Though opting out was not technically a choice on the meeting's agenda, apparently the impassioned residents got through to the commissioners, because that's exactly what they planned to do. Now, the county is poised to add its own hot-button issue to an already heated 2020 campaign season. In fact, there may be up to four choices on the ballot. One, asking residents to vote to opt-in or out for production, one for processing, one for retail, and one for wholesale. County Council David Doyle at the August 8th meeting pointed out that processing facilities cannot exist without attenuated production under existing county rules, so voting out production would necessarily prohibit processing. The decision won't affect existing marijuana businesses or even applicants still waiting in the county's queue. Moreover, the statewide moratorium issued by the Oregon Liquor Control Commission has largely stemmed the tide of new marijuana entrepreneurs. And finally, the closing reception for Bend Art Center. The event offers locals a chance to see exhibit, collaborate on BAC's future. By Carl Brown. On August 17th, Bend Art Center will host a closing reception for its final show. A Sense of Order. Curated by Julie Winter, the exhibition features artists Sarah Helen Moore, Shin Yuan John, and Susan Porteous. While each artist works in a different medium, bringing individual sensibilities to the theme, the show is also cohesive, with a tranquil quality that invites the viewer to explore the details of each piece. Moore's paintings in geometric pattern offer the illusion of perfection, with crisp appearing lines that one might assume had been taped for errorless execution. Upon closer inspection, one sees the slightest imperfections and realizes that these were done freehand, a revelation exposing the artist's humanity and a delightful tension between perception and reality. In contrast, the work of Shin Yan John lays everything bare at the outset inviting the viewer to enter into an emotional state. The work includes exquisite clay sculptures of squares and breasts, each expressively storied with human images and dynamic glazing, many of the breasts with gold appearing to flow from the nipple. Starting there, one may explore the complexity and dynamism of this work, perhaps finding through each unique piece a codified whole. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.